What's going on, family? It's your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and this is your Faction Quick Hits, your first one of a brand new decade, a brand new year, 2020. Welcome aboard, everybody. I hope you guys had a very safe holiday season, safe Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or whatever other wonderful holidays or times you may be celebrating. I hope it was a time of relaxation and refreshing and you are ready to jump into this brand new year full on. I know I am. I know the rest of the guys are and everybody will be back on Wednesday, but I couldn't resist an opportunity to kick off 2020 in an amazing way here on The Faction. I want to first say thank you for your consistent support of what we're doing this year will mark four years here in the month of january of the faction and you guys have been consistent supporters last year was an amazing year for us and so i thank you for your continued support you can continue to follow all that we're doing on social media of course on instagram facebook and twitter at the faction show do me a favor leave us a comment tell us what you think about what we're doing or what we can do to improve we're definitely looking forward to taking things to a whole another level that's in the words of our good friends at southern honor wrestling so with that said i want to dive into a few things for today's quick hits firstly i want to get into the final monday night raw of 2019 the final monday night raw of the decade and it was an interesting show on a lot of levels but you know one of the things that really grabbed me was this wedding that happened between Lana and Lashley. So there's a couple of things that we have to understand here. First and foremost, after about 20 years, well, maybe even 30 years of weddings on WWE television, there are a few things that we've come to know, one of which is none of them ever go smoothly. Like I have to, as I'm thinking about it, I've got to go back to the 80s and Saturday night's main event when Uncle Elmer got married and even there there was some weird complication of somebody showing up i think about late 80s early 90s uh randy savage and elizabeth's marriage and their wedding went on without a hitch but it was the reception that saw jake the snake roberts introduce a cobra and start that war uh these weddings tend to or at least are supposed to have something that's going to happen that leads to something else effectively why did we need a wedding as the last image of the decade for Monday Night Raw? I don't know that we needed it, but I think what it definitely spoke to was the fact that even though 2019 was arguably the best financial year for WWE, uh, it was a year that put them back on mainstream television. It was a year that saw them officially announce a third brand that gets equal footing to Raw and SmackDown, that would be NXT, uh, the expansion of NXT UK, all the other cool things that happened, Monday Night Raw continues to be the black eye of all things WWE. What was once forward thinking in, uh, in its programming is anything but that. So if we look at this wedding between Lana and Lashley, we all knew something had to go wrong. I mean, from Lana telling Lashley, it's your greatest honor to marry me and I want you to propose to me and she had a whole script and all this other stuff. 
I guess when the fans start chanting Jerry, 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 as if it were Jerry Springer, it should tell you something. I don't know what they were going for with this. I really, really don't. But here's the truth of it. The truth of it is we weren't interested. The only time we were interested, honestly, in Lana and Lashley was the first week this came out because it kind of caught everybody off guard. But everything since then has been lackluster. And now you add in the element of Liv Morgan and what appears to be an official LGBT storyline. Okay. So let's just go here. WWE has intentionally stayed away from all things LGBT for a couple of reasons. Now, if you go back in time, there was a moment where uh, there was talk of potentially uh, putting the LGBT spin on Finn Balor. If you'll notice, he had he had merch that said Balor Club is for everyone. And uh, in fact, at a WrestleMania, he matter of fact, the WrestleMania in New Orleans, WrestleMania 34. He was let out by uh, the local LGBT uh, organization there in New Orleans. Got no issue with that at all, obviously. Um, you've got Sonya Deville, who uh, is the first openly gay female uh, on the WWE main roster, who has wanted to somehow uh, have an uh, LGBT-related storyline. But here we get it now with Lana potentially and Liv Morgan. So I'm going to say something. And here's what I'm going to say. Too little, too late. Now, I know some of you might be surprised by me saying that, but too little, too late. The thing that made Monday Night Raw amazing was their forward thinking ability. Go back to you know, the Monday Night Raw during the Attitude Era, and I'm sure somewhere Brandon Clack is going crazy. But if you think about what made the Attitude Era amazing, what made it amazing was, first of all, their backs were against the wall, and they were forced to try new things. They were forced to try forward-thinking things. Think about this. The Goldust character today would not have the same kind of impact as it did when it was introduced in 1995, 1996. I mean, consider that. It, it, it was so forward-thinking there. Nobody in wrestling was really doing that. And we had, of course, before, you know, the exotic Adrian Street. You had uh, Adrian Adonis. But none of them had gone the full route that Goldust had gone. And it was I mean, it was groundbreaking to say the least. You know, you got to see all kinds of things connected to that. Could WWE successfully sustain that or introduce that in 2019 or 2020? Well, obviously they haven't. And the fact that they're doing it now doesn't necessarily make it forward thinking. And I think one of the other challenges that they have in there is right now they have far more people to answer to than they did 25 years ago. 25 years ago, they were not public on the New York Stock Exchange. 25 years ago, they didn't have uh, a huge contract with Fox that they had to concern themselves with. They didn't have a bunch of shareholders and stakeholders. They were pretty much doing their own thing and trying to find, you know, the type of, of funding and advertising that would make this kind of thing work. And if you take a look at it, the Attitude Era 
put them in a challenging space with advertisers because advertisers did not necessarily want to be connected to that kind of product. <sighs> WWE's got its share of challenges, and I think introducing this storyline right now, like I said, is too little, too late. And how much sense does it make? I mean, is there interest in Lana Liv Morgan? Is this how you bring Liv Morgan back? There are a lot of questions to be answered. What did it actually do for the wedding between Lana and Lashley? We got no closure. And then Rusev again fighting Lashley. And let me tell you why this is not making sense. And I'm sorry to spend so much time on this. But Rusev, according to this storyline, has divorced Lana. If you've ever broken up with somebody or you've divorced them, particularly if you uh, are totally good with the terms of it, you don't care who they date. As a matter of fact, you're kind of grateful that they're dating somebody else so that they don't mess with you because now they're taken. This doesn't make sense. So my hope is that in 2020, we put a quick kibosh a quick squash let this go away and let's forget that this ever happened because this has not done anything to not just move the storyline on but to make monday night raw better one of the things that wwe did that i thought was interesting specifically nxt is they've pretty much taken the last two weeks off of course the nxt show uh for last week was scheduled on christmas and they did not have that show and said they had kind of a uh best of the year type of thing and then when you look at well actually not a best of the year they actually taped some shows uh at full sale and at uh, Brooklyn's Barclays Center after an episode of SmackDown. And then last night, they had, of course, their best of or year-end awards where they showed several of the big matches from 2019. That went up against a live show for AEW, AEW Dynamite, which happened uh, in Jacksonville, kind of the home of AEW. So what are my thoughts on that? Firstly, let me just say this. Um, after a... Uh, after being accustomed now to live NXT, watching a taped version, honestly, I felt like I was watching primetime wrestling. Um, it had that feel to it, which I didn't necessarily like. I mean, the green screen, all that jazz, eh, I could do without it. But I think it was a good thing to be able to give the NXT superstars two weeks off or maybe even three weeks depending upon how you count why is that important think about what they put themselves through in the month of november the month of november alone was huge but think about the fact that they also started going live in september this is versus taping you know uh, a show maybe every three to four weeks it's a much different uh, take on your body, showing up every week, doing not just one hour of live television, but two hours of live television. They have put their bodies through a lot. The month of November, the invasions of Raw and SmackDown, their incredible performance at War Games TakeOver or TakeOver War Games and Survivor Series back to back. They did a lot. They deserved the time off. So shout out to Triple H and the whole crew at NXT 
for valuing their folks enough and for understanding the audience too. The audience wasn't necessarily going to watch wrestling on Christmas Day or necessarily New Year's Day. However, AEW took this opportunity to have a big show on New Year's Day. Of course, they were off on Christmas Day, but New Year's Day, they had a very big show last night. Uh, Lots of interesting questions answered or at least delayed to the next week. Uh, Part of my concern is this, with such a big show, What do they do next week? How do you follow that? I don't know, but they'll figure something out. They have to. I don't know what the ratings are yet, but what I will say is this. AEW uh, has its share of challenges, but next week should be a big show for them because it'll mark their one-year anniversary of the launch of AEW. You know NXT is going to come back with some fire this coming Wednesday. So this coming Wednesday seems like it's going to be must-see TV in the world of pro wrestling. And consider this, on the heels of an incredible, and I know this is going to be an amazing, amazing show, Wrestle Kingdom 14 in New Japan, which will feature two AEW stars. John Moxley will be battling for the U.S. championship that he was never beaten for. Uh, and then, of course, you have the AEW world champion, Chris Jericho, taking on Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and he has said that if Tanahashi wins this match he will get a future shot at the AEW championship so 2020 is off to an absolutely auspicious start Wrestle Kingdom 14 is a two-day event perhaps I'll give you a uh, perhaps tomorrow we'll do a quick hit on Wrestle Kingdom because Wrestle Kingdom is going to be historic on a lot of levels. Matter of fact, I think that's a great idea and perhaps that'll get you interested in watching Wrestle Kingdom, which will premiere on Saturday and Sunday. It's a two-day event and then Monday will be New Year's Dash. Lots to talk about with that. So it's time to wrap things up here for our quick hits. I hope you enjoyed it. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure I'll come back with something tomorrow because I need to dig into this. I need to dig into Southern Honors first show that's coming up next week. I need to also dig into... Uh, the AEW women's division and a bit more. So what that means is you got to come back tomorrow. Yeah, quick hits coming for you tomorrow should be absolutely fantastic. Here's what I need you to do. Make sure you're following us on social media at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, make sure you are following me personally at Bonnerfied. Feel free to ask any sort of questions that you want. I want to answer them. As a matter of fact, let's do this. I want to have uh, perhaps an episode of Quick Hits every week where I specifically answer your questions. So if you have questions, you can either DM us or you can put them on, uh, matter of fact, the post that will talk about this show. You can do that. And uh, I want to answer your questions so that we get that regularly going. And your question can be about anything, wrestling related or not, and I'll be glad to answer it. So until next time, it's your man GB, representing for my good brothers Courtney and Clack, and this is The Faction. I lead my people, here we go.